Vroom Vroom is the new on-demand motorcycle delivery app that recently launched in Metro Manila. Vroom Vroom prides itself in giving its riders 100% of their daily earnings. What they earn in a day, they take home to their families. Support a rumor and download the app now on the App Store and Google Play Store. First-time users get a free delivery with promo code HEYVROOM. Hey everyone, this episode of Hang Time is a part of the Globally Ballin Podcast Network, a subsidiary of the Globally Ballin Media Network. For this show and other shows like it, such as the Globally Ballin Podcast, as well as projects like it, such as original articles and video work, visit globallyballin.com now. After an extra week off since the last episode, we welcome you back to Hang Time. For episode 14 of Hang Time, our host Cassie G is joined with special guest Bea De Leon to talk about leadership, lessons learned, and much more. As always, you'll be sure to enjoy this week's episode as you never know what'll come up when Cassie welcomes a guest to the show. With that being said, enjoy episode 14 of Hang Time. Thank you. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe to it as well as to give it a five-star rating and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Now, to the show. What's up, Volley Nation? Welcome to an all-new episode of Hang Time with me, Cassie G, your Olympic talker. This is the show where we basically hang out and talk volleyball with some of your favorite volley idols here in the Philippines. And for today's show, I am especially excited. Parang every episode naman, very excited ako. Pero today, it's extra special because we have a huge guest on the show. Actually, gusto ko mga later pa. Later pa siyang i-guest sa show natin. Pero thankfully, my producers at Globally Ballin got in touch with her managers. Alam natin, sobrang busy nitong tao na to. <laughs> she is a two-time UAAP champion and season 81's finals MVP. She is a beast on the court. She is none other than Miss Bea De Leon. What's up, Bea? Hi, Cassie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Nako, isa tong privilege na makausap. So how have you been doing? How has quarantine life been treating you? Um, I think it's been the same. A uh, couple of months kind of got used to just being at home, but definitely I miss a lot of things. Um, but I mean, uh, as the time goes, I think everyone's just kind of, um, well, again, used to it a bit. Yun nga eh, yun nga eh. Like, I was kind of reflecting at the other day. It's like, all the days just blur together and parang nasasanin na katawan ko. Like, okay, I'll wake up, that's in a couple hours I'll nap. And then I'll sleep. <laughs> but um, that's just yeah, the way life much. is. But you are actually still working out and training with Choco Mucho via Zoom and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. We do every TTHS. So 6 a.m. come at TTH. And then we have our, our weekly meetings where we scout or yeah. um, just really talk about um, everything under the sun. Yeah, and <laughs> parang ano din yun eh? Parang a way for you guys to bond in the Zoom meeting. I don't know about you guys, but it's a Creamline Beach. Ganon din kami. Like, parang games lang, and then parang open forum. <laughs> parang ganyan na ganyan. Yeah, a lot of those stuff. And of course, di mawala yung chemistry. And um, really just get uh, to touch base with everyone. So it's nice. It's nice to see everybody um, in that kahit sa Zoom lang. Kasi yeah. nakakamiss rin talaga. Yeah, exactly. And I've been seeing a lot of like, innovation parang a lot of your teammates are starting to vlog they're starting to get into media and then now you guys have a new show tamaba 
yung happy yes, and do. healthy. Yep, um, we have a lot of stuff actually. Um, well, but the main thing I'm doing for them now is called um, the Heavenly Huddle Show. So it's an FB Live. Um, it's on Wednesdays. Um, it was last Wednesday actually. So um, yeah, it's very fun. Uh, we take cues from the fans basically, Ren, of what they want to hear from us, what they want to see from us, and fun, we try fun. as much um, to do it or entertain whatever they want us to do. So um, the one last week we had um, the new players. Uh, we interviewed the new players yeah. and we we uh, we gathered a couple of questions from the fans. Uh, very interesting questions actually. A lot of substance. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and it's very exciting, Ren, and um. It's nice Ren, to get in touch with the fans some one way or another. Uh-huh. So last week it was Kate, Caitlin Virai and Dina Wong on your show. Ah uh, yeah, that's the that's the healthy that's the um heavenly healthy one also. So oh, okay. um, they do like these fitness exercises um, <laughs> that they show. So I think um the next one is Atila. Or I'm yes. not sure if she did it now. That's the one coming out. Oh, it came out last Friday. So if you guys haven't seen it, go ahead and check it out. But Bea, tell me, how was it like? You parang ikaw na yung nagho-host, hindi na ikaw yung interview. Ikaw na yung nagdadala ng show. Does it feel weird? Um, well, at first it felt um weird, especially uh, in the digital setting, because um I haven't really had much experience with it. Mm-hmm. So and I I never really thought I would have to do it. But not yeah. that I'm against it or anything. It's super exciting and super new for me. So mm-hmm. you know I'm always about trying new things. But at first, of course, we had to rehearse and everything. Ah, oh, um, I made rehearse. Yeah, because it's uh, you can't even go there in front of a live. Shampoo, we, we also had to talk about like the script and everything uh-huh. and like with the cues, how who would we look to. It's a very different ano. Yeah. Because before I, I got to do it naman on cam when I did um like UAP when I stuff. Would, yeah. Yeah, when I did the UAP or well um PVL also when I would ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. um be an analyst. So well it, it's a bit less pressuring because at least you have the safety of your screen lang diba? Yeah. But well, yeah, it's really a new experience. So okay, na It's been fun. Is the chemistry okay? Alam ko teammates mo naman sila, pero sino yung best sa inyo? Sino pinakamagaling? I'd say me, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, the main host kasi is me, Kat, and Maddie. So at least the chemistry is naturally there, and we can really just take cues. And well, the show's not too formal. It's really casual. So mm. you know, when we have some, um. Which you call it? Um, bloopers here and there. It's actually more than welcome. Yeah, mas gusto nila yan yung mga nagtatawanan kayo, yung mga may nagkakamale. Yeah. So it works out well na kayo tatlo. Nagsasaluhan, yeah, yeah. nagsasaluhan. Yep, pretty much. And so, when the Zoom lags, it's not very helpful. But the, well, you know, you work, you work through it, diba? Uh, oh my word, the internet is terrible. It's so hard, especially to do like a game show or like a live show katulad ng sa inyo. Kasi... Yeah. Parang sinasakto talaga ng internet eh na biglang maglalag, biglang maglalag. Yep, yep. But are you missing college? I know you get to play with a lot of your college uh, teammates in Chocomucho, but do you miss like the going to school, the going to training? Oh yeah, I super do. I think um, the people who know me would know I actually enjoy going to class. So nakakamiss yung actual feeling na pumunta sa, sa school because especially in Ateneo I super love the campus mm. so it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful relaxing for me to go there eh. so nakakamiss talaga yun 
And syempre, it's a different grind in college. So I really, really miss, um, well, that normal. <laughs> so you were a really good student. Masasabi mo? Um, I think, I think I just balanced it well naman. Uh, I think, like, I'm just as good as any other student naman. Yes. Well, if we were going to Ateneo, <laughs> where would we usually find you? Besides the classroom, syempre, besides your regular schedule, where would we find Bea? Well, actually, me, I'm a go-to-class and then go-to-sleep type of person. So, after, if I'm not eating siguro in the calf, um, well, well kind of cheesy, but I'd be in the chapel naman talaga most of the times there. Because after that, well, the routine is go-to-class and then after class, I'd go to the chapel and then, or eat. Mm-hmm. And then, I'd, I'd go back home to take a nap before training. <laughs> in and out. Go to class, do your job, go back home. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So sometimes I eat lunch alone, or sometimes if I see my friends, it's a lucky day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of the time, it's it's because our schedules a lot different than our blockmates and stuff. So most of the time, I, I'll just really go to class and then go home. Did you have a favorite year in Ateneo? Was it like your freshman year, second year? What was it? Um, college-wise, I think it would the it would be my my fourth year, my senior year, because um, my schedule was a lot more laxed in terms of my classes. So I had a bit more extra time to see my friends, because uh, I was really close to my to some of my blockmates, and I really really enjoyed that. Um, and I think that was the ye- the year. Cause so on your senior year, the you end the sem earlier. Uh, so yeah, I got to spend a lot more time with my blockmates. And f- kind of felt normal, like a normal student. Because at some point also, well, unfortunately, medyo na, na paaga yung um, end ng season rin namin nun. So nagsabay siya. So a bit lax schedule plus early end ng season. So I got to, you know, at, at least enjoy my, my student life mm-hmm. uh, for a bit. So it turned out well. Yeah, yeah, nakabawi ka. So ma- lahat ng mga years na you couldn't hang out with your blockmates. At least you had that moment. Yeah, and super sakto pa kasi senior year namin. So, you know, we were like nostalgic and really like Aww. trying to get every opportunity to hang. So, it was nice. Akala ko before, boring kapag ka you had a block. I thought it was more fun to be in a regular student. Pero buti nag-enjoy ka. Um, well, for me, it was, it played more to advantage that I had a block in a way. Kasi nga, I'll just follow their schedule and parang kasi... As a, I had a mix of both because some of my classes, nga, as, an, like, as a student athlete, I couldn't take their classes. So I would go to a class and then not know anyone. Mm. So for me, I still prefer I still preferred like being in a class with my blockmates just so I knew people there. Because for the group works, you know, mm-hmm. hard when they're like, when you're like looking to your side and you don't know anyone. And you're, oh, like, oh, so real, no. so real <laughs> awkward. The parang, is anyone going to oh. pick me? Please pick me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I'm curious, like in a classroom setting, okay, you're there, you're sitting down. Um, what type of student are you? Ikaw ba yung marisite, yung quiet lang, or won't talk to anyone? Ano ba? Um, well, when I'm with my blockmate, it's it's like high school, so <laughs> I chit chat a bit. But um, usually when I'm alone, well, I like to sit in front just so I I get to hear the prof because I I I listen a lot more na lang in class para minimal na lang yung studying after training na kailangan kong gawin. So, yeah, I, I usually really take notes and I 
take down notes with a pen and paper, not my laptop. So I'm kind Same. of tradition, traditional or basic in that way. So yun, um, I pay attention to my class. Well, in first year, I'd fall asleep a lot because adjusting took a while. Yeah. But towards the end, yun, I was that type of student. The the pen and paper hits different because you really remember it better if you write it down. Yeah, you do, you do. I you never, do. I never did the laptop. Ang hirap. Yeah, I, I didn't like it much also because, parang like let's say, if you had side notes, it would be harder to execute. Babalikan mo pa parang oh where where is? Yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put a lot of arrows, so it that takes time to do. Yeah. So never mind. Naho guys, so tularan yon si Bea, good student. Old school, gets the job done, listens to the teacher, and sits in the front row. That's very important. Sit <laughs> in the front row. <laughs> but Bea, who is the biggest influence in your college life? Like, volleyball aside, siguro muna ngayon. Was there anyone outside of volleyball that really helped you along the way in all of your years at Ateneo? Um, actually, it wasn't much of who, but for me, the biggest influence I've had... Um, in the past years of my life would be the school collectively, like Ateneo in totality. So from my profs to the things I've learned to my experiences there. So it was really a huge influence because Ateneo teaches you a certain way. Um, it, it can be very ideal. They can they can sometimes make you think you can save the world, which you can't, of course. But, um, you know, it, it leads you towards a certain path where, well, it led me to a certain path that I at least loved to be in pretty much uh, giving the best every day yeah. and trying to be better for everybody else. You know, I, well, I sound like a typical Latinian right now, but I mean, <laughs> but yun, I, they, they've been the, it's been the biggest influence in my life. Um, from the experiences it gave me to the stuff it taught me to the things it exposed me to. So, um, yun, I think Ateneo's to answer the question, it's, it's pretty much Ateneo. And I feel like that's such a cool feeling, didn't it? Like, it may be idealistic or it may be like shooting for the moon and you never, you'll never reach it, but it's so empowering to think that, diba? Yeah, it is. But of course, you always have to set yourself in reality na, you know, you can really just do this much. But at the same time, you have to know that doing this much isn't bad at all. You know, of course, they'll make you see the biggest picture they can just in case you are able to do it. Because in some cases, some people actually are able to do it. So, diba, why not if you're that one exception? Right. Um, but yeah, of course, it'll, it's, it'll always have to balance out somewhere there. Was that type of mindset for you? Did it put even more pressure on you yourself <laughs> to perform at a certain level? Yeah, of course. But for me, because I don't take pressure as like a bad thing, so I welcomed it. Um, always feeling like I was incompetent, not in a bad way, but always feeling that I had to learn. Always feeling that there's so many more people better than me in what I do and what I know. Um, I think it pushed it pushed me to be a lot better in in the things I did, um, from volleyball to school, um, and to really just how I I tackled life. So for me, talaga. In a way, I, I don't like settling because, not because I want to achieve more per se, but because I always feel like there's so much more to work on, on myself. So, ganun lang yung mindset. So, you're, yeah. in a, you're in a state of constantly growing, kumbaga. I hope so, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of growing, like, do you remember yourself as a freshman in Ateneo? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Now, describe yourself uh, compared to now. Like, who was the Bea in first year to the Bea now? Well, sure, the Bea in first year. Well, a lot of me from then, I still think is the same. So I, I still goof around a lot. I'm still Macolette and the quote unquote the bully that they call, which I'm not. <laughs> but, Disclaimer, um, boy, she's saying it right now. She's not. Yeah, but siguro hopefully in terms of of maturity or in leadership skills, I've I've learned a lot, especially maybe in controlling my emotions, both in the game and outside with my teammates, handling handling tougher situations better. I think, sana, but I'd like to think I, I'm better at it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you were that young, at that age, as a freshman, sino sa mga seniors? was the biggest help sayo because i'm sure coming into ateneo a really big name school big team there's a lot of pressure on a 16 17 year old so who was yeah. that person who helped you along the way actually um my seniors in atelay atdan in kiwi that batch really took me on and I was so thankful because, well, all of them were playing on the court. They were part of the first six. So that super helped because they really just told me what to do. They told me, and they gave me so much confidence and guided me not only on the court, but sometimes outside. They were really, really nice to us rookies. So parang to them, kasi the culture in Ateneo, I'm so thankful that there wasn't much seniority. Mm-hmm. So I got to hang out with them a lot. And through that, you know, I felt a bit more comfortable and more secure in Ateneo, knowing uh, that I had these atas na I could I could lean on and you know not just for serious things but um, I could really talk to them about anything under the sun and up to now I remain close friends with Senate Den and mm-hmm. Senate Light so I'm super super thankful for that um, the foundation they gave me in Ateneo um, really helped me a lot I'm sure that being part of yung batch na yun, like kung ikaw lang yung freshman on the court tas nandun naman sila like Paano ka namang hindi gaganahan, di ba? Like, for sure, yeah, you're still yeah, confident yeah. even though you're a rookie. Yeah, it was so helpful nga kasi, I mean, hello, they were such big names already when I came when I came in. So, getting to play with them inside the court, there was really no pressure on me because I was really, you know, a rookie there. Mm-hmm. Pakapasok lang. So, to me, feeling ko, basta maglaro ka lang, right. you'll be fine. Kasi there are these people beside you who are legends in their own right. And, you know, you'll be fine. You, they'll lift you Mahal, up. Kaya na nila yan in a way. So ako, I'll just really have fun and enjoy enjoy being a rookie right. and no having no pressure on my back. So Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose pag ganyan yung situation. It's super, super, yeah. So it was that that entire batch. And I mean, what an example, diba? Yeah. That batch for you. Did you try to emulate their style of being seniors sa mga further years mo? Yeah, um, especially the no seniority culture that they they made us have. So I think that was especially helpful, especially to the rookies. Because, siempre as a rookie, talaga may ilang kaya, de ba? Mm-hmm. You know, these are these are people you watch on TV. These are people you really look up to. So for them to welcome you in the team, it gives you a lot of, yun again, comfort and um, confidence. Even uh, you know, people like them will. Will will make you pansen and help you. Yeah. So well, basa dinala ko siya towards uh, until I was a senior. So yun ganon din ganon din yung naging approach namin, kaming batch namin na uh, they could go to us for anything, kahit ano pa man yun. Um, 
And for as long as we know, you know, we'll try and help them as much as we can. Yeah. So it wasn't weird, like a senior having lunch with a rookie because everyone's parang same level sa team nyo, which is oh, yeah. it super cool. Weird at all. Yeah. Super cool. And well, alam naman natin through the years, and dami mo nang naging teammates, and daming buma- bago na pumasok. But did anyone really catch your eye na katim mo na? you really wanted to help them out. Like, you felt something na parang, ah, gusto ko talaga tong tutukan. Yung, uh, yeah, yung tipong bata mo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, the one I wanted to take on my wing, most especially, was Jules. Um, from the get-go, I saw a lot of potential in her. Um, from her attitude on court, it was super, you know, um, and she had already very good foundation. I really took her on and really tried my best to instill as much as I, I could to her. But a lot of the rookies and a lot of the people there, I really tried my best to reach out to, kahit sino pa sila. Mm-hmm. From Danny to Pongai to Vani to Erica, I would have one-on-ones with them. I would talk to them. I would talk to them on the phone for for as long as they needed me to, even Jaja sometimes, even if wala akong alam sa setting. Um, you know, from... But... Mm, really more trying to influence their outlook on the game or how they respond to certain things. Um, it was more on that. And, well, yeah. Uh, well, if you ask them, I, I think they'd remember some of the talks we'd have. Uh, I think that's, personally, as a senior, that was how I tried to reach out and kind of lead them. So more than gameplay, you really tried to instill a certain attitude sa kanila. So... What kind of like mental or like outlook did you want them to have? Um, I think especially with the younger ones, Sinavani, Sina Erica, it was very difficult for them because Coach O is very tough, um, especially with words. So with them, parang they were not naman not good, but they were they were having difficulties trying to handle how to take it yeah. because everyone's different si coach. yeah so mm-hmm. it's a very different culture i think from what they were used to and sinadjaja you know um when 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 coach would be very harsh to them or papahirapan talaga sila so um you know i think i wanted them to have an outlook na at the end of the day he's, he's your coach you know he's not gonna want to do something to make you worse because you have to try and see na lang where he's coming from because at the end of the day he, you're part of his team mm-hmm. and being part of his team would mean he'd want you to win obviously wala namang coach gusto mong matalo diba right. so parang really just try and figure out where he's pointing you to and of course you know when we handle losses because we do na pa- paano din nila yun overcome you know I think more of just trying to be strong on their own feet that's what I really want them to be and balancing that out with what's right what's not um those type of stuff yeah <laughs> and it's super hard like everything you said it's so hard to do like siguro kahit ikaw mismo ang hirap gawin nun eh. like the like taking in the good advice filtering out the bad advice dealing with losses that stuff every athlete has to face almost every day diba so at yeah. what what point did you feel that na mo na mismo yun. All of those stuff. Um, I think I was 
Well, in my fifth year, I think naman, well, I had no choice. But, <laughs> true, um, true. But being able to handle it the best way I could. Um, but I think I handled it pretty well in my fifth year. Um, from the pressure of being a leader to trying to kind of carry them in such a way na, yun nga, you know, you guys are, are younger, so don't worry about the pressure yet. Um, mm-hmm. I We really had to work a lot on it fourth year, but fifth year came and our whole coaching staff was really so supportive and really gave us so much things to work with that it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. So I think naman yun, by the time I was uh, I, we were seniors, I think we did it pretty well. I think that's really good as a leader. Na parang everything that you're learning, you gotta filter it back out. You gotta push it on other people then, under your people. Yeah. So that's yeah, exactly what you sure. did. And I think nagagaling din yun sa I don't know nagagaling ba yun sa sa you mismo were you already raised like that parang bata ka pa lang ganyan na yung mindset mo kind of like a had a teacher attitude I don't know actually um well the high school in my during high school I think a lot of my teachers would say I was I was a natural leader pero I mean I don't know I always just felt like it was because I was headstrong and my personality mm. was 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 stronger than most but I think coming into Ateneo when they want and they were trying to groom me for that role, I think I was able naman to take in a lot of their knowledge and and nagawa ko naman. So I have yeah, no idea. Naman, was, I have no idea if it was from before pa if it's really natural. Pero siguro a lot of the things in talaga I just learned and others came in naturally. Others I had to learn. So yon I think it was it it play the big part na talagang ginroom nila ako for that role rin. Well, you mentioned nga, they groomed you for that role. Na-feel mo ba? Like, mga second year, parang na-feel mo, ba, ano ba yan? Ako palagi yung tinututukan. Ako, ako na naman. Did you ever feel that? Yeah. Um, it was a mix, actually. First year, second year, it was like, ako na naman. Like, especially, well, skills-wise, kasi syempre, uh, talagang tutok rin si Coach with the Rookies kasi kailangan makabulin yung yung level na at least half of the level of the seniors, di ba? So, parang, oh my gosh, ako na naman, ako na naman. And then, um, I, I felt it naman kasi nga, I, I had a big role um, from the very beginning in the team. Um, and I was outspoken. Um, my I think from the very beginning, my presence on court was very strong because of how intense I could be. So, I, I with that, parang naman... I, I, I did see it naman coming. Yung ganyang, yung ganyang attitude, yung pagiging outspoken and headstrong, medyo nafe-feel kita doon. Pero, did that ever get you in trouble? Like, amongst teammates, amongst coaches? Actually, I have a pretty strong personality. I come off as pretty strong. Pero kasi ako, especially in my fifth year, when we balanced it out, Maddie was the more outspoken one, and I was the, the more, I'll keep it in and balance it type mm, okay so um it didn't super get me in trouble one time it did um <laughs> with coach one time with coach Ty it did because um ko siya. so it was my fault obviously um <laughs> i shouldn't have done that as a player but i don't know i guess everything was just i was second year so so much like you know trying to adjust pa to the life trying to accept the fact that they had to sacrifice so much mm. so all of those feelings ko siya. so i think that was the one time it got me in trouble. But other than that, um, I really usually take it in first. I, I really made it a point to learn that part na parang 
wag magre-react agad yeah. pag kahit galit ka you know parang assess mo muna and then check where you're, what you're supposed to do what you're supposed to say so yun yung medyo naging role ko nung fifth year yeah ko especially and i think that that's good because you can be outspoken but you have to balance it with being yeah, like smart yeah. and logical yeah pipiliin ko kung kailan ako magsasalita in like let's say let's say talo kami tapos huddle will i you know it, it takes a while to discern like will i talk to my teammates will i not do i think that it's enough na or do i think that they're handling the loss well are they where i want them to be at this point so yun after i assess that either magsasalita ako or hindi depende na lang depende sa anong feel ko dapat kailangan ng team gets gets so you think about what you have to say it's not that you're outspoken you say whatever you want it's that yeah. if you have to say something you will say it Yeah, so kung kailangan magalit, then magagalit ako. If not, then no. Well, so it, you know, it just really depends on the situation. Yeah, because it's tough. Sometimes kasi people misinterpret yung pagiging outspoken or yung pagiging strong-headed or strong-willed with being arrogant, maingay. It's totally different yeah, if yeah, you yeah. put your mind into it. Yeah, it's it's totally different for sure. I think what matters is my coaches trust me and my teammates trust me. So, you know... Um, I'm very well. I appreciate that about them that they saw naman that you know it, my being outspoken wasn't exactly being arrogant or anything. Right, and it's so, cool. It's cool that you had that dynamic with Maddie. Di ko alam yon. That's oh, super yeah. cute. It super worked out uh, for us. So it was kind of like a good cop, bad cop type of. <laughs> so show you bad cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the players' eyes, yeah. But I mean, she had the best intentions for everyone. That's super cute. Super cute. But um, talking now about coaches, uh, Bea, you you had Coach Tai and Coach O, both champion coaches, some of the best in the Philippines. Um, what was the yeah. greatest impact they made on you? I think the impact on me for Coach Tai, um, well, it wasn't only an impact to us, but I think an impact to the whole volleyball scene. Um, it really influenced a lot. So his heart strong mantra, of course, would carry on. Probably to my deathbed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would hear it every day, and um, it's very simple but um, appropriate, diba, right? For sticks. anything in life, it sticks. Uh-oh. Yeah, and well, the phrase "heart strong." So of course, it's 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 new. Actually, you know what he meant about that was that, parang your heart was strong, meaning like endurance, malang like keep playing. Mm. So, but then the the play and the words "heart strong" came pretty cool afterward because it became such, um, so he meant like he meant like physically heart strong yeah because he would say it a lot when we would run our runs were time so you know some people would make it some wouldn't so the, to the people who would make it he'd say oh your heart your heart strong so meaning kaya mo pero of course it emulated and evolved to something bigger than that to meaning fighting through the pain you know fighting through everything working really hard it became more emotional Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became really the mantra of the team. La ang funny. Di ko um, alam na yun yung story noon. Yeah, we also laughed <laughs> when we found out. But yeah. How about Coach um, O? And then with Coach O, I um his impact on us and on the team the most was he was such an overall coach, from teaching you how to read the game to teaching you um what to do, how to think um. To making sure that the team was 
um, close in inside and outside the court. So he was his impact on me was was huge in a way that um, he really showed me how much work you had to put in from the from the discipline of film viewing to the discipline of really knowing the place and being creative on and off the court. So that was Coach Coach Onaman for us. You really learn a lot from different coaches because they have different styles, different playbooks. Well, we know that both of them are pretty intense pag dating sa training. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but was there, you can always like goof around with them, no? Yeah, pero syempre kailangan pa rin timplahin. Pero most of the time naman, after na the, kasi training is usually um, routinely. So the first part would be defense drills, basics, until you get to the team place. So yung mga start ng training, medyo hot pa yan. For both of them, medyo hot-headed pa yan. Kasi depends, it's really the most intense thing you do in volleyball training. Uh, and then after a while, you know, pagkapagod na kayo, pag nagawa mo na yung trabaho mo, pag medyo nag-warm up na lahat, doon medyo mo na, pwede mo na sila, you know, ma- maloko-loko para maging light din yung, yeah. maging light din yung, ano na, feel ng training para maging masaya for everyone. So, some, sometimes we really try and, um, tinatry namin sa GN yung mga moments na gano'n na kukulitin namin sila para lang rin, you know, maging, yun nga, light lang rin yung training. Kasi yeah. nakakapagod eh. So, kung hindi ka pa tumatawa somewhere there, it's really just um, tiring. To think that you guys have to train three hours, tapos kapag intense buong three hours, like, patay. Yeah, sometimes it extends pa. Kasi nga, well, well they want to extend. So, yeah. <laughs> Having trouble getting your items from point A to point B? It's time to check out Vroom Vroom. It's the new on-demand motorcycle delivery app that recently launched in Metro Manila. Room Room prides itself in giving its riders 100% of their daily earnings. What they earn in a day, they take home to their families. Support a rumor and download the app now on the App Store and Google Play Store. First-time users get a free delivery with promo code HEYVROOM. Well, we know that middle blockers, aren't super good at receiving but oh, yeah. <laughs> so the defense drills nila coach would you rate rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 sa mga middle blockers saan ka sa mm-hmm. receiving gaano ka kagaling receiving on 1 to 10 my gosh a 3 or something <laughs> like it's no joke trying to receive defending kaya ko pa cuz they're two very different skills diba so uh-huh. defending kaya ko pa i enjoy defense even if i'm not the best at it i really enjoy it but receiving is something I cannot do. <laughs> well, in beach I did, but it's so different. Because it's more efficient to serve sa, sa, indoor. Um, indoor. Mm-hmm. Kasi malayo, so you can add a lot more power to it. Talaga. And it floats. It floats. So, <laughs> so it's so, 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 so hard. Because you're like, it floats. Like, it really does, guys. It floats. So I'll heat up. <laughs> yeah. yeah yung basa mo from one, as in sometimes you'll be like, okay, it's going to go to the right. And then, all of a sudden, it turns and you're dead. Wala na. Wala na. But you enjoy defense. You do good at defense. I do. I do enjoy defense. All right. Well, you probably get this question a lot, Bea. Pero if you weren't a volleyball player, if you didn't go into volleyball, I'm curious, uh, what would you be doing now? Um, I'd probably just be playing another sport, honestly. Because from, from the get-go, I was already... Um, learning lots of sports. My first sport was well competitive, um, was really badminton. So I might have tried to continue down that road, 
if I didn't go into volleyball. If not, I have no idea. I don't know. Parang I also didn't see myself much in orgs. I'm not sure. Athlete pa din. Athlete talaga. I think so naman. But depende lang siguro on the level of competitiveness. I'm not sure. In- I-, I can't see my life any other way. In fairness. Did you... Kasi, <laughs> ewan ko sa Ateneo, pero UST may parang goodwill games, yung parang intrams. Yeah. Did you ever join yung mga ganon? Oh, we weren't allowed to. Um, ah, kahit ibang and... sport? Bawal? No, kasi baka may injury kami outside. Ah. So, that's a no-no for us. I mean, it's smart naman. Pero if ever, would you have joined? Yeah, I love those. I love those. The it's it's as intense as a UAAP game. Diba? <laughs> diba? Yeah. Like pa sila minsan ng drums. Fun. Yeah, those are super fun. Parang in drums, diba? So that's mm-hmm. always my favorite time of the year. Yeah. So at the new community, like I I had Faith on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about um, I, I forget what you guys call it, pero yung parang freshman walk where. Awesome. Ayon or Sam. So, yeah. yun yung parang favorite memory so far. Siyempre kasi freshman pa lang. But, how about you? What's what's an Ateneo thing that you just really love about the school? It wasn't or Sam for me. My favorite would probably be Bonfire. Ah, okay. You guys have that every year, no? Yeah, it, it, it's every year. Um, a celebration of all the sports and all of the accomplishments. And usually, there's a mass... Well, for us, because we're always full of season, right? So mm-hmm. usually there's a mass before that and stuff. So that's always that's always a treat for me. And it's super cool because I always see photos of your guys' bonfire and like at the Gretsch is there almost every year and like other yeah, alumni so, is always yeah. there. So is that a thing that you'll be doing too? Like, pupunta pa rin kayo ng bonfire kahit alumni na? Yeah. Um, especially na, you know, meron pa kaming kaklose sa team. Kasi syempre, eventually, the batch that you know would would say bye-bye. But as long as, you know, we're still close to the team. And, kasi it's a gathering of not just athletes. Eh. It's a gathering of all the managers, all the sponsors who we also become close to. Uh, so it's always, always fun just to see and celebrate what, Sport, Ateneo Sports has accomplished that that year. So it's always, always fun. So it's the entire sports community talaga. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. if ever, Bea, they say, Uy, Bea, pwede ka ba mag-host ng bonfire? Ano sasabihin mo? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I'm not the best host, so maybe not the host. But I don't know, if they got me to do something in bonfire, I for sure would. Enjoy, diba? Enjoy. And may, may practice ka na sa Choco Mucho, diba? Kahit digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Ito, Bea, seriously, um, what's the biggest or best lesson you learned as a player? As a player, I don't know about best lesson, but for me, kasi it's about really taking all of the things you've learned and putting them all in one basket and, you know, choosing what's appropriate depending on the situation. So you, you learn a lot of important lessons as a player from learning how to sacrifice for, to learning to start small, being humble about it, that you have to start from zero all the time, to discipline, to really trying to just, trying to be the best you can be yourself every single day. So, you know, those are all important lessons to me that I can't really rank as, you know, what's the most important. But, yun nga, for me, kasi, you, the more you get to learn, the more you gather into your basket, I guess, just the more equipped 
you will be. So, yeah, and I guess that in totality, it would still go back to just really knowing that you're always trying to learn more, mm-hmm. not just about your craft, but with dealing with people, with dealing with different situations. So it's really like a learning mindset for me that's that's important. You know, Bea, it's really cool because I know you're a big Kobe fan. And so like while you talk, I'm hearing like, oh, Kobe, oh, Kobe, Kobe here, Kobe there. <laughs> that is one of the biggest compliments I've, I've, I've gotten. Well, yeah, because in fairness, the uh, last dance, diba right? Super fresh. Pa. Yeah. So there's so many quotes mm-hmm. from there. And so just your entire mindset, it's like all about growth, being the best, and getting better, learning, and growing. Like, alam mo yon? And that's such a great, yeah. great attitude to have. And I feel like you've used that to become the player that you are today and the kind of leader that you chose to be. And with that being said, like, do you think you're a good leader, like, personally? Um, personally, I think naman, I, I'm siguro on the good side of it the learning mindset comes me thinking i have a lot to improve on but i think naman i was able to do a good job in the tasks i was given so i'd like to think naman i am hopefully um my teammates think i was naman also so i think they're i'm only the leader i am because they made me that um half of it was on them because they listened to me and they trusted me so I think naman, hopefully, I'd yeah. like to think so. Yeah, and it's true what you said because I also believe na you're only as good as your followers. So whatever you're, yep. whatever the people under you say, yun ka. And yep. I feel naman, feel ko naman, wala naman magba-bad talk about you. Wala naman magba-bad mouth. But being a captain is so hard. Yeah. I'm sure that you, even having a co-captain, it's super, super difficult. But what was the thing that you really struggled with? I mean, we all have our struggles, diba? Yeah. You as a captain, what was the hardest thing you had to overcome? The hardest thing I had to overcome, well, because as a captain, for me, isn't about being number one. Because diba, they say you lead. But, and a lot of people would mistake leading as, lagi ka nasa harap, lagi ka nasa forefront of things, you're always on top of things, you're always the best. Or you're better than the rest. But for me, the way I define leadership is well, you don't always have to be the best at everything. You're gonna have to personally know where your where your strengths and weaknesses are. But right. I think being a leader, the most important thing is that you're able to get the last person on the team to be with you in the start. So to be with you Sahara. Dapat yung pinakahule kaya mong magawang first. Nadadala mo. So, yep. Nadadala mo siya dapat doon. So, to me, that was the hardest thing to be able to do because um, you really had to lift them, not just physically, um, but uh, morally and attitude-wise. Kailangan mo silang madala where you want them to be because as a team, dapat sabay-sabay kayong andon. There's not one person leading them, quote-unquote, you know. There's not one person na nangunguna. There's not one person na... Hey, okay, captain ako. Ako yung nasa harap. Kaya you guys just follow me. It's right. not about that for me. For me, it's kasama ko kayo pagdating ko sa harap. So, yun yung ginawa ko. And of course, as it was my goal, it was really the hardest thing for me to do. Kasi you really had to get everybody on the same mindset. Um, regardless of, that was one of the hardest. Also, kasi nga, 
your mindset kind of differs depending on your year. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to make sure that all of these people are at the same level of hungry, are the same level of knowing what it takes. So even as a rookie, kailangan malaman nila what it takes, you know, all the sacrifice, um, trying to make sure that, um, you know, hindi sila ma- masidetrack masyado. Yeah. So, yun. That's and it pretty that's, much that's such a That's such a skill din eh. Like, you're responsible for 14, 16 other girls and then you have to approach them differently. Each one has a different attitude, different personality. Exactly. And then you have to put them exactly. all at the same level. Yep, exactly. And everybody you'll have to deal with differently because everybody has a different personality. I mean, they're not a group of friends na, you know, they got along because um, they're alike. These people you put together because of their skills, bahala na muna yung attitude, diba? So mm-hmm. you'll have to be able to tackle every single one of them differently and effectively. And, so, and if you don't, siya. patay kayo. <laughs> yeah, kasi may, the hard thing about it is that's why you have to get them all there is because regardless of, like, let's say there's only seven people on the court playing, if you're 14 on the team, if one person just shies away from the mindset or the goal or where you want them to be, then dami kayo lahat. So it's not just you seven playing. It's not just the eighth man. It's not just the first six, but it's really everybody on the team working hard and doing their role and knowing that role especially yeah and doing it properly right well i gotta talk about last season because it's so iconic yeah i love season 81 (laughs) well of course (laughs) but what was was there ever a slump for you guys you guys had such a great season but was there ever a slump where well we got to get over this well the very first game was a slump already (laughs) Yeah, we lost right away to LaSalle and didn't get to, uh, unfortunately, didn't get back at them. We didn't get back even in the second round. But that was such a huge slump on the get-go. Because imagine, diba, we had such a good off-season. We went to the finals for PVL despite going against professional teams. So, you know, we were pretty confident coming into season. And we had training in Japan, which turned out really well. You know, we were in the Japan teams despite the cold and despite all of the, the difficulties there. Right, um, right. So coming into the season, you know, we were pretty confident. And then that first um, game comes and it was such a struggle. Evidently, we lost. So um, the slump came early on, especially um, I think the biggest hindrance we had last season wasn't even on skills, but on our mental toughness as a team. So that for us was, was huge to conquer. Like we really did everything we could from meditating to mental exercises. So, um, good thing towards the end, when finals came, you know, we were really well-prepared and well-equipped for that battle. Because for us, skill wasn't the issue anymore. eh. Um, Coach O really prepared us for that. It was really the mental game for us. I think anybody could see that. I think anybody could see that it wasn't the skill because you guys were undefeated the entire season except LaSalle. So it really, yeah. so, it, so, it, so it really was the mental. And what did you guys do to kind of counteract it? Was it just the meditating and what was it? Yeah, a big part of it was meditating, but a different type of meditation. Um, we focused more on mindfulness meditation um, for us and it worked pretty well. You know, of course, a lot of talking with each other um, really preparing even more for uh, games just so we know we're well-equipped. So towards the end, 
um how we conquered that i remember it was game one game one of the finals and we lost and then we were so sad because i thought like oh my gosh like really all that hard work just to set us up for a second place run of course it'll be the same go- uh thought for usc that they don't want to lose but for me i was thinking about my team so for me it was like that diba? Na parang my gosh, lahat ng hirap ko, tapos second na lang na naman. Right. Um, and then, um, I talked to them and then realized and then came on to me and said na, everybody does the same thing. So everybody trains, everybody probably prays to win. But for us, I think the biggest reassurance we needed was that we were so prepared. We knew every play that was gonna happen. And, we, and nobody, I think Coach O did the best job in preparing his players mentally, um, not just conditioning the mind, but also really instilling the knowledge that we needed to be equipped for the game. So when we were reminded of that, we knew that we shouldn't be losing. So from preparing from Japan to thrice a day training in December, when we remembered the fact that we worked so hard um, as a team, we kind of got the confidence we needed so it just really took a lot of the reminders and help from other people yeah and if you really think about it if you just have your mind right if you know if you're confident and you know because that's why people get frazzled it's because what am i gonna do but if you know what you're gonna do yeah, because I remember game one, we were not as prepared as we would have wanted to. Because we went to game, we went game two with FEU, Because we lost game one to FEU, right. and then but USD had the had the whole week to prepare. We had two days, I think, and right. of course it's na not una, an excuse. Na yung playoffs um, nila. But come game game one of the finals, we were so shocked because they changed their place, they changed their rotation, and we weren't prepared for that at all. So, y- because yung... you said they changed their place, that's biglang naalala ko yung nagrunning CCC from open, pumunta siya sa utility. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, paano, and then Rubina was everywhere. Her plays were going from uno to tres to cuatro, coming from the open. And we were, and then their quick was pretty effective. And then we, we just, we, we were so overwhelmed and we had no idea they were going to bring out those plays. Uh, and it was too late to catch on in the latter part of the game. So, na overwhelmed kami. But after knowing na, don't worry, you know, Coach O will find a way and really prepare us for the next game. Because we knew na that we lacked what we lacked. And after that, you know, we knew that kaya naman. So, after that game, that, Coach O did his homework. He wrote down all the plays. Oh, yep. And really checked, like, not just the finals game, but almost every crucial game they had we watched so much film of UST um really reviewed all of their tendencies and their plan B's plan C's and prepared for every single one of them actually towards the finals it wasn't even more we weren't on court as much but we were really studying more um the tendencies of UST so you again you worked on your guys' mental because once you know what you have to yep. do okay na kayo all set yeah yeah well, I mean, again, season 81 was fantastic, and you were finals MVPs. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. Di ka nagulat don. San, sorry. Sa MVP. Finals ah, MVP. Um, what, was, what was the feeling? Um, I was 
I was pretty shocked um, because, well, I was never naman the highest scorer. Eh. So, usually, it's awarded to that, diba? Um, but I think nga kasi, diba, it's awarded by by the, by your coach and um, by a bunch of sports writers, I think. Or basta, there's, Actually, there's a bunch of people. Sure. Yeah, there's a bunch of people deciding on it. But um, mostly from your coach. So, I was pretty shocked when it came down to me. Because, yun nga, hindi naman ako yung highest scorer um, on the team. So, when they gave it, I, I it, it just felt like a cher- that, like the cherry on top for me. Kasi parang, hey, like, kasi nga, me, as a, I really work underground more. Parang on the down low talaga ako magtrabaho in terms of being captain. Mm-hmm. So, I was just more than happy that they really valued it for, uh, they re- uh, that the finals MVP, I took it as, you know, that re- reassurance that I did my job well as a captain. Um, na, I really took on the role because it was very hard for me. Um, I used to be on the top of my game, you know, highest score a lot of the times on the team um, until like my fourth year, third year, fourth year. But there were lots of setbacks for my fifth year, so I really had to change roles. Um, so I was just happy that I got, it was the recognition that I got to do, to do my job well and accept my role for the team that year. And I think it goes back to your definition of leadership where it's not being the best, it's not being the top scorer, but it's taking yeah. the man at the back and bringing him to the front with you. So I feel like that's yeah. parang f- coming full circle with how your mindset is and then being that being recognized at the end of the season. So it yeah. feels good. For sure, it feels good. It felt pretty great, especially at that moment, yeah. But with the season being over, and I'm actually curious because... It's not like you're done with volleyball. You're still doing commercial and everything. But you're a huge, huge figure in the volleyball world. A um, lot mm-hmm. of volleyball fans and the volleyball community is crazy about you. super loves you. But with this big following, it, it builds year after year. I don't know. When did it get so big for you? Na parang, oh, ano to? Ano, ano I was super shocked when I started to play my first year because the fans started to come then when they saw me playing in UAAP. Um, and I was super shocked because uh, I was still playing with Atilay and I only saw it from her. So obviously the fans would like mob her right, right. and all of that. Like and a I celebrity like, that I get. Yeah, and I didn't think it would happen to anybody else. I mean, not that I'm at the same level. I'm really not. But when people would start to mob you also, I was so shocked my first year because I, I really you know I think Atala would say the same thing that parang we I really just play volleyball so you know I have no idea why they would um, really look up to me like that so to me it came as that at the beginning so of course it it, go, it went beyond that and I accepted the fact that hey maybe there's something more than you playing volleyball that they see um, but yeah when when it first happened to me I, I was I was really like baffled na even sure. my parents syempre inaasar pa ako ng relatives ko nun parang ano ba yan dami mong fans anong pang meron sa'yo parang <laughs> si Bea ka lang naman and I'm like yeah I know it's really just me but you know I'm more than grateful that it happened also and that they I guess they they saw more than what I offered on court so I don't know <laughs> a lot of love a lot of love for sure pero do you have like a personal rule now that you have a big following parang you're not super vocal on social media. Like, di ka masyado maingay. Tama. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not as vocal as others. Yeah. Yes, na. Definitely not. Pero um do you have a personal rule? Because I'm sure like we all have our own opinions and biases, pero do you have a personal rule for yourself of when you're gonna speak up na parang ay, hindi ko na talaga mapigilan, parang ganun. Um for me, siguro especially when I'm not well versed on it. Even if I have my opinion, I'll just keep it to myself because it's very hard na rin these days to speak up. It's kind of scary sometimes, actually. Yeah. Because you'll really never know what's, what's, how people are going to take it. Um, so for me, when I speak up, it's not just that I'm scared. But for me, I really approach it with the most kindness I can. Always, always with kindness. When I offer my opinion, you know, when somebody contradicts me, I'll always just try and answer it with with kindness because yeah, we'll differ in opinion. But like, let's say it's some it has something to do with the country. We'll differ in opinion, but I guess at the same, I, I'll try and just recognize the fact that we all kind of want the same thing that for the country to be better. It's just I guess we have a different approach to it. Not to say that what I'm okay with what other people are doing. For me, sometimes also it's 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 so much beyond my control, and. You know, I just try to keep myself grounded also. Right. So my general rule, I think, is is pretty much that. And when, you know, when I'm called to speak up, I'll speak up also. I'm not going to be quiet and be like, no, I don't want to offer my opinion because I'm scared. I will. Uh-huh. But, you know, when it comes to me just like, let's say, posting something, I'll try and make sure first that, you know, I really, like, I'm... I'm really coming from a good place, you know, not just to put people down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make sure that, you know, it's something I really strongly believe in. So, you know, I just don't want to be like, oh, basta may masabi lang. Right. And that so, it's actually helpful. Helpful ba tong yeah, ko? Yeah. So, you know, especially simple things like, please do vote. Please. <laughs> or, you know, try and do it as much as you can. Even the littlest things to, you know, reduce your waste. You know, simple things like that I'll always speak up about. But for the more sensitive issues, I would a bit be reserved with with my opinion. Because sometimes I have a different approach and yeah. for sure as many other people. But it'll, it'll always be with res- treated with respect. Yeah. So, gonna lang. And instead of adding more hate, it's always with kindness. So that's always a yeah. it's always a very very good way of approaching things. But ginyan din yeah. ginyan din ba yung approach mo pagdating sa mga haters, sa mga bashers? Yeah. Even with them, um, when they start hating on me, it 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 hurts for sure. Pero for me, I mean, it's really not my loss in a sense that oh, I have a hater. Um, for me, when when I when I'm approached with it, I really don't even bother. Actually, I don't even bother answering them because it's really their opinion. And I think being in the spotlight, you really have to um, accept that you can't please everybody. So I think it just comes with it, um, and there's no point in me answering back. So being kind in that situation would really just be ignoring them. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why inflict it on them? Wala namang patutunguhan. It's not like right. they'll change their opinion about you. So it's really kind of like a lost cause. You know, if they hate on you, they hate on you. It's really not your fault. For me, really what matters is, you know, as long as I myself and my my family, the people I love, think I'm still okay, you know, I'm still not so, like, to be hated naman, then I'm okay with that. I, I really recognize the fact that people, not all people I can please, and that's okay. Just listen to the people who matter. 
Yep. Pero you said na it hurts sometimes. Talaga ba? I didn't think na you would say that. Na the, the oh, bashers yeah. affect I mean, you. Yeah, for sure. When they start to talk about your character, thinking like they know you, like if they judge you off of one picture or off of one statement, um, it hurts in a way na parang, wow, grabe. I mean, alam mo yun, hindi mo naman ako kilala. Right. Parang grabe lang sila mang husga ng taong. They barely know anything about except from when they see me play on court, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it hurts when they, when they say unnecessary things. You know, they can criticize my game all they want, but when it comes to criticizing my character, because I think for me that speaks also, like, you know, when it's about your character, parang medyo it's a reflection of your family and how they brought mm. you up. Eh. So, mas naapektohan ako doon, kasi parang I, I don't think at all that my parents raised me the wrong way. So, you know, so, parang mas nasasaktan lang ako pagkaganon. Yeah, but I mean, with all the hate, I feel like kaya ka namang i-defend ng mga fans mo. Like, if there's one basher, there's a thousand others <laughs> yeah. who will defend you. Yeah, they're actually, they actually do the job for me. So, yeah, so I, I, yeah the, I'm very, very thankful for them because of that fact that they really kind of fight for me until they unleash everything diba? in them. Nakakatakot yeah, minsan so, eh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, sila. They're literally like an army. Yes. Alam mo, it's so funny because um, Shepra Season 81 was my first year doing announcing for the UAP. And whenever it was an Ateneo game, I was always so nervous because the fans are so scary. And so I was like, yeah. oh, I can't I can't mess up their names. I can't mess up their names. <laughs> so. Yeah, they, they get pretty intimidating, actually. But do you have like a, a nice or a funny fan story? I'm sure you get a lot of messages. Um, some words of encouragement from them and gifts even. But does yeah. one instance really stick out to you? With the fans? Mm-hmm. A fan interaction? Well, there's been a lot naman eh. uh, But there are a lot of people. I miss my, my personal favorite, favorite would still be um, when they send us prayers or stuff like that. Because especially there's... Um, there's one Lola who goes to our practices every before the game. And she would give us literally a Xerox copy of her prayer. Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, and she and there was one time she blamed herself for us losing because she didn't know that, that we had the game and she didn't get to pray. Wala kasi, so, so she didn't go to your training? Yeah, she didn't get to go to the training. So I was really like, wow, like they really invest so much time and emotion um, to our games. And I mean, just knowing that somebody's praying for you that hard and that religiously, it was just so touching. And, yeah. you know, of course, there's I'd always someone appreciate when the fans suddenly say like, hey, like because of you, like I'm closer to God or because of you, I... I have better grades, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how I did that. Mm-hmm. But like, I really, really appreciate it when 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 they say stuff like that. And of course, you know, when they make padalas, like very thoughtful. They can be very thoughtful, like with their gifts to me. The, the fans actually gave me my my record player, and it's something I'd never get myself. Wow. But when I, when they gave it to me, 
I was like, wow, like, this is like one of the best kits I've ever gotten. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Yeah, so, so solid talaga sila. Well, I mean, all the love from the entire volleyball community, yung kitang-kita talaga, that's why whenever we do things like yung VCGB, it, it's it's always the volleyball community that gives and gives and gives. Yeah, they're pretty insane. You'd be super touched because literally they'd give you even like one peso. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my gosh, you didn't, even, you didn't have to go out of your way to do that. But super thank you. Alamay, just really appreciate them. Yeah. And to think that, yung sinabi mo nga about being an inspiration. Like, who would have thought that you would inspire thousands of people? All these people, like, you don't even know. Tapos, yun pala, you're helping them get through a tough time or uh, get good grades. Yeah, it's pretty insane. I sometimes still can't believe it. Kasi nga, yun nga, for me, I just really play volleyball. But I'm happy that um, my playing does well for others also. Yeah. Well, looking towards the future, for sure you'll stay in volleyball a very long time, hopefully. But <laughs> yeah. at what we'll age see. do you think? What age do you think you'll stop playing? For me, I'm 24. So 44. Maybe before... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully before 30. Okay. Ayo pa past 30, yeah, but napakadaming past 30 naglalaro. Yeah, pero for me kasi um volleyball, I as much as I love it and as much as I can't let go of it, like there literally probably every year I'd say like okay, one more year, okay, one more year. Um as much as I want to, I also really want to be able to find myself out of it as early as I can because mm. of course we're not gonna get any younger and the things I'm learning will only be for the meantime so right. you know I would want to really find myself outside of volleyball when I really can because in the future I'm hoping not that I'm totally out of it but my future wouldn't involve too much of it I really want to find myself outside of volleyball so yeah, I, that's really just the main reason, more of um, career growth also, and well, overall growth as a person. Because yeah. I've been in volleyball for so long. Yeah. So you, it's a passion. You love it, but you don't want it to be your identity. Yes, I don't want it to be badly on just a volleyball player until the end, mm-hmm. or you know, um, not that, well, not that you know, it's it's a bad thing. Oh, but personally, oh, no, I want. Yeah, personally, I just wanna see. And be able to challenge myself in something more that isn't my comfort zone also. That's basically it. Naman. Well, Bea, while we have you, while you're in the volleyball community, we will keep on supporting you, keep on loving you. And I'm sure your fans will as well. And once again, I really want to thank you so much for sharing yourself, sharing your time and being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I actually very much enjoyed your questions. Um, um, there, some of them I've only been asked now. So thank you, thank you for yes, that. Yes, very chill, Tai. We want to show, we want to show the fans a different side of you. Wag muna tayo sa pashowbiz. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Bea. And guys, go ahead and check out all of our previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to give us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Bye for now. That concludes this episode of Hang Time. As a reminder, for this show and other shows like it and other projects like it, go to globallyballon.com. 
as well as follow Globally Ballin on all social media, including facebook.com slash globallyballin, Twitter at globallyballin, and Instagram at globallyballinofficial. If there is someone that you would like to hear from on this show, send us a message on any of our social media platforms. Your patronage is truly a blessing. Stay safe and tune in next time for another episode of Hang Time. Thank you.